met fellow adventurers. Okay, I've sold off a lot of the stuff from from the secular stone back hill. I've stored a lot of other stuff. And I've took that elixir of torrent and and boosted my might. And then I bought an elixir at Talos in Dernstig and boosted my white all the way up to 20, as well as other boosting other stats. And now I am ready to go on other adventures. Visiting Blade Square in Twithic. Buildings at Mark Square. Griffin Edge where Ale House. As far as our houses in Trithic go, the antiques that go on in the Griffin's Ledge are considered quite mild. The guard tower sitting only steps on the front door is much of the reason for the establishment's docile reputation. The outhouse is crowded and loud, filled with merry-making locals and many mercenaries. Those may paymasters come into the service of Thane Poland. As you make your way across the bustling hours, Thor, you are quick to spot an obviously agitated young man seated alone on a bench that runs the entire length of the womb's east wall. His gaze frequently darts in your direction. I'm going to approach this young man. The young man, his eyes partially obscured behind his long, dangled locks of dark hair, seems to become more agitated as you approach. Hoping to win his confidence and to discover the reason for his unease, you offer him a friendly greeting as you sit down next to him on the bench. He mumbles something in response and then, in a clear voice, asks if you've ever been to Fang Ridge. I can't, I can't tell, tell, tell you who I am, he stammers, his eyes fixed on the floor. I know who you are, though. I know, I know what, what you're about to tell, tell you could be great interest to you. Do not make stem my attention, for I want, no, want nothing in return for what gone part of you. You must go to Fangwich, just south of here. You must search the forest. You ask him why he is telling you this, and what you can expect to find in the forest near Fangwich. Look for an opening in the forest floor. Stairs will lead down into the earth. You will find something in that place. Something that must not fall into possession of, of others that are already seeking in it. Something we must protect at any cost. You immediately question the young man, asking how it is he has come by the information, why he has revealed it to you. He responds by leaping to his feet and momentarily fixing you with a frightened look. I'm in danger, he says flatly. They have already come for us, and yet I do not understand. And yet I don't even understand what it is my line has been obligated to hide, to guard, all of these years. But I do know that I cannot live another moment in terror. My father is dead and my older brothers have disappeared. I only know that only know that I was told to find you and you must find what lies hidden in the forest. I must go. Before you can ask him about anything else, the young man turns and hastily makes his way out of the alehouse. Puzzled by by a strange encounter with the frightened young man, you vow to explore the forest near Fangridge as soon as you can. After taking several moments to cast your gaze about the crowded interior of the house, making certain no one seems to have taken any undue interest in your recent conversation, you rise from your rise from the bench and make your way back across the room. 
To find Manbridge, select travel options in Twithic and look under nearby locations. Buy something to drink. Make a special request for ale. Now, here's a little trick. If you inquire about any special ales, might be always met with an annoyed look by the pretty young pretty woman serving drafts to the tavern's patrons. Well, you can tell me the name of the owl, I'll let you know if there's any any on hand to be had. Now, I happen to know that if you ask for silver, Mark, you'll get a nice surprise. Oh, you might have some of that on hand. Pick me a moment and I'll see what we can turn up. A few moments later, you're presented with a frothing flagon of silver mark ale. The woman ten tending to the, to the ta table at the back of the con room hands you a vessel and asks for two gold tokens. Not a common bro. Have to charge just a bit more for that one. Play two gold for the silver mark ale, okay. You hand over the gold and swiftly down the thick creamy ale. The potent brew is among the best you've ever tasted. You're about to place the empty flagon on the table when you spot something resting at the bottom of the vessel. Much to your surprise, you discover the object lying at the bottom of the flagon is an adventurer token. After taking possession of the adventurer token, you deposit the empty flagon on the table. Now, cards and brown ale. Particularly pretty woman is serving a variety of ales at the long wooden table set against the fire rope. What we having today? We've got cards and brown ale, a barrel or two of some rusty covered thing from China, and of course our own brew. Shrieks both of them outright. Just a token for our mug, cards and brown ale. The thick ale, though somewhat bitter, is every is Every bit worth the one gold token you pay for it. As you drink your ale, you overhear a conversation between two men and two women right behind you. They seem to be discussing a variety of local, local issues. Something's going to come of all this, snaps one of the men. They can't just throw a curfew over the city and expect that will solve it all. By the old father. No fee for anything that's going to pay any money to it anyhow. When you finish your ale, you move off. Rest of their house. Okay. Now I'm going to buy the Charna Rust Covered Brown Ale. You plunk down one gold token on the long table and snatch up your match up your mug of the rust cut coloured ale from Charna. A bearded man standing nearby nods approvingly and raises his mug to you before he empties its contents down his throat in one swift motion. He strides up and sets down the empty mug on your long table, and crudely slaps you on the shoulder. Good ale, the charner stuff, he says, wiping away some of the froth that's managed to cling to his beard. You from terrific, then, are you? Juice yourself to the man. Well met, Zoop, grins the man. Suddenly his manner becomes quite serious and he initiates a shoulder cross with you as if he's been neglecting protocol. You return the jester. The man introduces himself as Carlo and tells you he's been a mercenary. He's a mercenary and so is a man named Kirik. You learn that Kirik sold his services and those of his men to Thane Poland upon arrival in Trithic only a few weeks back. 
Ever since that time, they have been mostly found themselves patrolling the city streets after dark, enforcing their newly imposed curfew. However, Callan told you that Trithic has just been bestowed the task of dealing with a troublesome group of bandits that have been playing on river traffic south of the city. Trithic's offering 25 gold to anyone who signs on for the task, says Callan. Qualified folk, mind you, but I think you fit the bill nicely. What do you say? It all goes down tonight. Set the offer and sign on for the task. Callan leads you out of the alehouse, out of Blaze Square, and down to the Wither Docks, where you will introduce to Carrick and his 12-member mercenary crew. The men are busy loading their gear into onto a small barge. Carrick is a tall, intimidating individual, with thickly muscled arms and broad soldiers. soldiers. He has a, has a dagger hanging from his belt and a short sword hung over his back. He exchanges the shoulder cross with you and then explains the task at hand. Kirk tells you that a particularly bold and bloodthirsty group of bandits have moved into the wilderness area several miles south of Trithic and have raided several river vessels over the last few weeks. The, attack, the attacks have weighed heavily on the minds of all who use the river for commerce. They don't just rob the barges and boats, he says. They kill everyone on board, or so it's thought, for no one has ever found is ever found on the remains of the vessels. The robbers probably just kill them and dump their bodies straight into the river. The last barge to get attacked left this wither port a week ago. They were all found dead, and the barge was floating empty. And they had hired half a dozen armed guards before leaving town. You learn that the four barges and three sizable boats that have been attacked in this way over the past several days. Kirk indicates that he and his men are leaving at dusk on the barge of a merchant who's hired them to protect not only his cargo of wine, but also his life. And that's what sweetens the deal. It is our good friend Thane Poland has offered us a little extra incentive in the form an early for release from his service with full pay to boot. He wants these wither pirates scourged up once and for all. You look like you're in for a good f- good fight, Soup. Your share will be 25 if you're in. I could accept that, or I could, use, or I could not just walk away, because that looks dangerous. Or use my diplomacy skill to negotiate a higher pay. I'm going to... Use my diplomacy skills to negotiate a higher pay. I don't particularly want one, but I just like using my skills. You scrutely negotiate with a mercenary captain. Bonus diplomacy, plus five. Got to get 40 or more. Success! Quick, find your last and slaps you on the soldier. What a bargainer you are, Zuby said. Oh, wait, I can give you 50, but you better be worth the price. Sign on to the mission for 50 gold. Gallic slaps you on the back and welcomes you as, as a member of his crew crew for the task. He, as he goes off off to make some final preparations on the barge, Kalklon strides up and congratulates you on joining the mission. 
If you're needing any weapons or armor, I'll show you over to Blinky. If not, we should board, board the barge now and wait for Kalik to announce his battle plan. No doubt we'll be casting off soon enough. I think I have good enough weapons and armor. And I could just take take random pieces of theirs, but I think the rest of the crew needs that, so I'll board the barge immediately. The barge casts off from Twithings with a port just before midnight, beneath the thick ceiling of dark clouds. It begins a slow but steady southward course, although deep flowing with the twind. Twick has you stationed at the fore starboard of the barge. The merchant who owns the barge, and the man who's being transported on it, is a, is a fidgety man named Albion Tolls. He made his way through all of Twithick's mercenaries you included, thanked you many times over for your services. Wine's better he's, with age, he says. But if, if the cask on this barge has to sit in, sit in port any longer for fear of any with apartments, I'll die in debtor's prison before I sell a single token of any of it. The merchant's crew of six bargemen seem especially thankful to ha- have such a well-armed company aboard. As as the four four starboard at the full starboard of of the barge, your duty is to watch the white bank of the wither and sound the sound the call to arms should you spot anything suspicious. Quirik has told everyone that once the barge is now at Trithic, we will be in the area the recent attacks have occurred. We won't won't be taken by surprise by this wither pirate scum, says the mercenary captain grimly. I'll see see that the wither ones wed with their blood before they harm another vessel on these waters. Nearly two hours have since the barge began its slow journey south. Something in something in the shadows on the white bank catches your eye. Leaning over the barge's whale, well, you peer into the darkness attempting to discern what could be the small shape moving through, this, through the visit, riverside vegetation could be. Suddenly, the moon slips out from behind the blanket of dark clouds, and the entire wither blank is illuminated by its pale glow. A tall, lanky figure holding a long wooden pole stands close to the water's edge. The figure appears to be watching the barge as it passes by. Without warning, a tremendous jolt sent a, a violent shudder the length of the barge, sending two acrylics men crashing to the deck. You desperately claw at the barge's well in an effort to maintain your, maintain your balance. Random number, 1 to 100. Bonus 21. 20 from agility, 1 from seamanship, which I also dust which I recently learned, but I probably should have trained up a bit. Oh well. Pick now. Success! 50. I got 50 and I needed to get exactly 50, so it was a close one thing there. It takes a great deal of effort, but you manage to keep your balance. You quickly move over and offer a hand to one of the fallen men, who gladly accepts. With your support, he rises to his feet, ceremoniously dusting himself off in the process. It's only, it's only then he realises it is Kirik himself. He thanks you and rushes over to the edge of the barge. He peers over the well at the dark water below.
Sorcery! He exclaims, his voice a mix of surprise and apprehension. You're somewhat taken aback when he turns to you and motions for you to join him at the whale. Funny thing it is, Zoop, when the might of the wither twin can no longer push, push along this craft. You look over the bar's whale and are shocked to see the wither speeding by, by the size of the stationary vessel. You quickly scan the shore, shoreline for any sign of the tall figure, but whoever it was is no longer there. Suddenly, Colin's voice rings out across along the deck, raising the call to arms. Tuick raised little time on sheathing the short sword swung across his back as he as he turns a foot afterward in the direction of Colin's shouts. You heed the call to arms and prepare yourself for what could be intimate danger. Slot sliding jet, si- gliding silently out the shadows of the rear of the barge is another barge. Substantially larger than one year one, even though it's several hundred yards away, you can easily make out tall shapes moving about on its deck. To arms! To arms! cries Crick, waving his blade widely above his head. We've nowhere to go now! Let them come! Let them have this wrath at the cost of their own blood! The mercenary leader's words echo along the Echoed along the deck by this crew, crew as the mercenary barge continues its silent approach. Gurick orders the merchantmen and his crew to the fore of the barge, placing them furthest from the approaching craft. A couple of the crewmen draw back daggers and demand to stand at the wedding with the mercenary captain's men. Quirk orders the merchant and his crewmen to the fore of the barge. This isn't what you signed on for, barks Quirk frequently. Protect your playmaster and leave the dirty work to me and mine. I very much doubt they bargain for the fight they're going to get. You move to the wheel of the barge, taking up a position next to Carlton, as you continue to watch the large vessel approach. Suddenly... The, fl- the fleeting silence is shattered by an enraged war that sails across the water like a thunderclap. A nervous murmur goes through the ranks of, of Krug's men. By the All-Father! They're forest trolls! Screeks Kralik in alarm. As the, impro- as the approaching bard looms closer out of the darkness, can indeed make out the shadowy shapes of a dozen Massive humanoids moving about its deck. Another thunderous war go, goes, goes up from the approaching vessel. When I say old Porin's getting his money worth of this one, says Curick, pushing his men to make himself closest, closest to the nearing ship. Without warning, the approaching bard stops dead in the water. There's a bright flash of light, and instantly its entire deck is illuminated by a bright yellow glow. There, amidst 14 punking forest trolls, is the largest human you've ever seen. Through not nearly, nearly swords of trolls around him, the bearded man's obscene girth makes him nearly three times the size of Girik. His massive hands are folded... 
up the hilt of a warhammer, the head of which rests at his feet. The bright yellow glow seems to animate from something that hangs from a chain about his gruesome, gruesome, grotesquely thick neck. In a deep, booming voice, he calls out, Greetings, fellow travellers! I, Log, bid you welcome! Log the Slaver! mutters Kurik under his under his breath as he ponders the latest turn of events. Oh, luck just keeps getting better and better, wouldn't you say? You shudder as you think that one of North Broadland's most infamous villains stands no less than a stone's throw from you, surrounded by a legion of savage forest trolls. There is a moment of tense silence before Log's powerful voice rings out again. We ask that you surrender your ship and yourselves at once, he sneers. We pity to foul the wither with the blood of pigs. The trolls surrounding Log roar with approval, raising their massive fists into the air and snarling savagely. Yes, it would certainly be a pity, shouts Bernick. But if you turn about and leave these parts, you should be happy not to spill any of yours into it. The, the massive slaver's face twists into a, twists into a retort at his barge once again surges, launches forward, wah, wah, floating rapidly towards its prey. Take them alive, screams Long, above the map. Above the savage howls of his troll legion. I want slaves, not corpses. Save the want at the head for me. You brace for Im- impact and prepare for battle as the slaver's vessel ploughs forward on a clitting course of your fort for your own. Let them bring the fight to us, shouts Carrot, attempting to boist your mouth. We shall earn our gold this day. Use archery, but it has to be twenty plus, and I've got nineteen. Oh, so close! Stand ready to abandon to defend the barge, or I could run away like a coward. Obviously, I'm going to defend the barge. Logs. Oh, he's he's got a link. Log the slaver. Though not alone is barbaric and inhumane in trade, Log is certainly the most feared of his slaver ilk. Standing at just over six and a half feet tall, he weighs nearly 400 pounds. Although that doesn't put in what would be considered great physical shape, Zord possesses a strength that men normally attribute to beasts of the wild. In fact, it has long been rumoured that Lord once broke the neck of a forest troll with his bare hands when he lost his patience while disciplining the beast. Lord long operated along the wild, nor- lawless northern Wazarling coast and transported his unfortunate human plunder to be sold at the slaver's market in Keist. Save for itself, has long been outlawed across the entirety of the broadlands save in the island of Hagorgon. But such rulings mean little to the likes of Log, especially in places as dangerous and lawless as the northern coast of Wosel. 
York was finally defeated in a battle against a combined regiment of two Sicilian border rangers and Warsalian knight. He managed to flee the battlefield in evade capture, and it is rumoured that he now that he now operates for a hidden stronghold in the Fulgian Mountains in the eastern Trician border. Log is a fierce combatant, though he will usually make his underlings do most of his dirty work. When he is called upon to fight, he employs a large warhammer with deadly results. Go back. Log bashes, staggering even the forest trolls and causing you to ne- nearly lose your balance. The impact also serves to break the engagement that once the enchantment that once held the bards motionless on on the flowing river. The barge is once again carried downstream. The first wave of twelve surges into it. The massive hands sweeping at the barge defenders. You spin to the spin to your right to find yourself face to face with a towering forest troll. The nightmarish creature reaches forward with both of its powerful arms and attempts to grab hold of you. You bravely engage a forest troll. And fight. The forest troll roars and tries to grapple you. I slash and and down he goes. Or she goes. Hard to tell gender with trolls. I think you know trolls have gender. 2xp. The troll hits the deck, splattering thick black blood across the timber. Next to you, Carlon is fighting a pitched, a pitched battle battle against one of the attacking trolls. When suddenly the beast knocks the sword out of your mercenary's hand, you're about to rush to Carlon's aid when you notice a, a troll moving to strike Carrick's unprotected back. Shout a warning to Carrick and rush to Carlon's aid. Carrick spins round and deals with the opposing troll. Troll a deadly blow, severing its hideous head from its torso. He then charges into the fray at the head of the barge, where his crew is battling hard against a quartet, a raging quartet of trolls. You witness none of that, however. For a split second, you phone yourself. For a split second, you phone yourself between Carl and his monstrous rogue, wet ready to fight while the mercenary scrambles to retrieve his weapon. You defiantly face a forest troll. I slash and the the troll slaps at you with its stone hard hands. You've seen your foe two experience points. Battle wages all all around on the bars. Turret and four of his men are locked in combat with half a dozen forest trolls at the head of the vessel. Attempting to stop the horrid beast from advancing towards the merchant and his crewmen, you suddenly realise Log is nowhere to be seen. Any hope that the village sailor's already code is dashed, dashed the moment a sinister voice erupts on your right. You, you spin to see the cool slaver striding towards you, his face twisted into a cruel sneer and his heavy warhammer holding the ready. Out of my way, one! He sneers, waving his mighty weapon. Stand your ground and fight Log, of course. You are now locked in combat with Log the Slaver. Out of the corner of your eye, you can see Carrick, Car- 
desperately trying to make his way to you. He's fighting his way through the battle that wages on deck. You valiantly attack Log the Slaver. I know, I, I kill him. Your weapon suddenly lays a savage blow upon your enemy. Ugh, my weapon doesn't like slavers either. Which is fair enough. Slavers are dicks. <laughs> yes, indeed they are. They're terrible people. You should generally have n do anything you can to oppose them. And if you have a statue of them, perhaps you should throw them in a wither or at least take them down. I don't know. <laughs> your, sword, your sword hums as it cuts through the air. 24 damage. Log streaves his warhammer at you. Kerrick has joined the fight. He brutally hacks at Log. Yep, my sword hums. And Log's still trying to fight me. And oh, he's nearly, nearly gone. And there he goes. I have slain my foe. There you go. 133 experience points. Log's bloody corpse strikes the deck with such force that actually manages to splinter several of the timbers. You and Quick stand over the slaver's lifeless form and spar knowingly on each other. If you achieve the victory, it has long eluded those that would seek to punish Law for his evil enterprise. The body of a troll slams into deck behind you, and you turn to witness two of Kate's men finishing off the howling beast. The roaming trolls, having witnessed the slaying of their master, trample over one another and attempt to flee the battle. Two of them are cut down as they flee while the West either bound over the bars railing or charge through it, and plunge into the dark water with the wither trend. A wailing cry goes up along the deck as the last of the trolls leaps from the barge. Although Log and his troll legion were defeated, victory did not come without a price. Five of Kerrick's men were slain in battle, including Carlon. Kerrick says a prayer over each of the fallen before he orders that their bodies be moved to the hold. They deserve proper burials, and I'll see that they get get dust at, he says grimly. The merchant and his crewmen, still visibly shaken from the violent encounter, move about the deck, thanking Kirk and his crew, including you, over and over. As Kirk's as remaining crew work to push the carcass of the trolls overboard, the mercenary captain calls you over to Log's corpse. Kirk has made his little time losing the dead slaver's body. He shows you a bulging leather money pouch, which tells, of which he tells you half is yours, 43 gold tokens. The, o the only two items of any interest beside the gold on Log's corpse are his mighty warhammer and the iron medallion that hands that hangs from a thick chain about his meaty neck. An elaborate battle scene has been carved on the head of the warhammer, while the medallion is in the shape of a weapon's foot. Have your pick, says Carrick, waving his, waving his hand over the two-piece. The warhammer looks like a mastic piece, but heavy as an ox, to be sure. Go on now. You take one, and I'll take the other. Any one you like. I can use divination, law, or arcania. I'm going to use arcania. You are able to determine that both pieces are likely to be magical in nature. Which species the medallion contains greater power than that than the warhammer. Just what power it contains, I'm not sure. I'll take the medallion then. 
He reached down and scoop up the Raven's foot medallion. It dangles from a thick chain. View. It's armor for the neck, encumbrance too. This armor medallion is, is fashioned in the shape of a Raven's foot and dangles from a thick length of chain. Quick hosts up the weighty warhammer and smiles with pride. Take a greater man than me to wield this nasty piece. Still, a wages is worth a fair bit of gold. In the hold of Glyke's barge, Kirk's men discover over 30 prisoners that the cruel slaver had managed to capture in his recent attacks on river traffic. Kirk, his men as you, bid the merchant and his crew farewell and move aboard the barge once occupied by the slaver and his, his trolls. It takes a while, but eventually Kirk's man managed to get the barge to shore everyone, including more than 30 prisoners, disembark. While so and his men tend to a few of the wounded prisoners, Kirk calls you over and makes good on the payment that is owed you. 50 gold tokens, 64 expedia general. I can't thank you enough, Soup, he says, placing his hand on his shoulder. I'll think of no one better to have by my side in a pinch than you. Several of the former prisoners that Laura's kept calling in his home were actually the crewmen of the bars that the slaver and his legion of trolls had commandeered. They happily prepared, prepared the vessel for travel, and with a crew of 20, 20 of the former prisoners, um, and with a crew of 20 of the former prisoners, head off south along with the twin towards their original destination. You make the lengthy journey back to Trek between Screw and the remaining former prisoners. When at last you arrive at the gates of the city, you part ways with the mercenaries. Take care, Zoop, says Trek as you depart. Should I perhaps ever cross again, I would not hesitate to take up arms with you. May the old father watch over you, and may your battles be victories. Trek and his crew departs, and you're left standing just inside the gates of the city. And there I am. I'm saving now and stop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.